I'm going to be reading from Acts chapter 4, starting at verse 23. When they were released, that's Peter and John, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and their elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage? And the people's plot in vain. The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord, against his anointed. For truly in this city they were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. But Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, Look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for our redemption, our salvation that comes through your Son, Jesus Christ. There's no other name that we need to cry to and to be saved by but Jesus. Thank you that it's through him we know you and we are saved. Thank you that there's forgiveness in his name as well. Thank you, Father, again for prayer. Thank you that we can see a beautiful prayer, an example and to see your power in this prayer. But help me now, Father, help me to preach your word faithfully, to encourage us, to strengthen us, to convict us, to help us to run our race faithfully and to endure the hardships, but also to keep on praying. Father, help us, help us all, Father, to listen to what your word has to say. And forgive us, Father, for we do sin. Be merciful to us. I thank you now for the scriptures which are there to help us, to guide us, so that we can do your will here on earth as it is in heaven. Father, thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Willem mentioned prayer. We continue with prayer. And um, I think it was three Sundays ago we started with the Lord's Prayer. And we looked at the Lord's Prayer to teach us how to pray. And we looked at that over two Sundays. Then I thought, let's look at a prayer to see a God hears us and to see the power of God through prayer, which we now witness in this prayer. And last week we looked at one point and now we look at our second point. But it's, it's important that we know that our God hears us. And there's power in prayer. And the God we pray to, we can experience his power through prayer. Isn't this what they experienced? Isn't this what happened? They experienced the power of God. They experienced the power of prayer. And they also were encouraged to see that God still cares for them. That he's concerned for them. So this morning we're going to continue to look at praying for boldness. Because this is what they prayed for. 
What great men, just ordinary men, fishermen, and a group of people just grabbing, coming together, grouping together. And they're not just people, they are children of God, they are saints, they are disciples, they are, they are Christians, and coming together. Their greatest need at that time was praying for boldness. Boldness. Isn't that our greatest need today in the church, is to pray for boldness? And that tells us that the greatest need in the church or churches is prayer. We need to know that prayer is vitally important to our Christian walk. We are commanded to pray without ceasing, meaning we are commanded to pray. Every opportunity we get, we, we are commanded to pray. We are called to pray. And I mentioned last week, prayer is like breathing. Stop breathing and see what happens. You will die. Stop praying and see what happens. The church will die. The church will just go to pieces. The church was born out of prayer. If you read Acts chapter 1 and going into Acts chapter 2. We need to pray. We need to pray for boldness. We need to pray for faithfulness. We need to pray that we would be bold witnesses of God's word. We need to pray that God's word is taught on a Sunday, preached on a Sunday, sung on a Sunday, witnessed as we go out there. We need boldness in all of this. We have been given such a beautiful responsibility when God saves us, and that is to, to be a bold witness for Him, to be the salt and light in this world, because it's a dark world. Why do you switch your light on when it's dark? Because you need light. You can see what you're doing. And the only way the world can see what we're doing as Christians is if they see our light. It's very difficult to tell who's a Christian and not a Christian out there today. There's so many worldviews, so many spiritual um, thinking and spiritual things that go on. But yeah, we see what a Christian truly does and that a Christian is a praying person. We are called to pray. Jesus said this, Everyone, therefore, who shall confess me before men, I will also confess him before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever shall deny me before men, I will also deny him before my Father who is in heaven. What has this got to do with prayer? Well, if we're praying to be a bold witness, then we will not deny Christ out there in our living and, and be ashamed of him. We should be confessing him openly before this perverse world. And the boldness that I'm talking about is, do we take risks? Do we say things that involve risk and danger? When people confront us with our worldview, with our Christian worldview, do we talk lovingly back to them? Or when they bring up something like abortion or murder or, or, or same-sex marriage, do we, are we bold to talk back what God's word says how did Peter and John end up in jail they were bold witnesses for Jesus they witnessed in the name of Jesus and they were thrown in prison for this how did John the Baptist lose his head he was a bold witness and we need to know that we are in a spiritual battle we are engaged in a battle of warfare. It's God's kingdom against this earthly kingdom, the kingdom of Satan. 
And it's a heavenly fight. Yes, on the ground it's flesh and flesh. But we don't fight like some other worldviews ask you to fight. We fight with words. The sword, of the, Spirit is, the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. We fight with God's Word. And we do it in love and gentleness and kindness. But we have a fight. And we must know that the opposing force is Satan and his demons. Our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. And the opposing force that we know and that we have should drive us to our knees to pray for boldness in witnessing. Maybe we should be praying for us to become a people of prayer as well. So before we look at our second point, let me refresh us with our first thing that we looked at last Sunday, which we saw in Acts chapter 4, verses 23 to 28. And the first thing we saw was they prayed to the sovereign God of the universe. And the reason why we want to look at this is because we want to see how powerful prayer is. And you, you, you witness this. This should encourage us to go to prayer meetings to pray because, yeah, they witnessed, they saw how powerful prayer is. They witnessed the power of God to whom they prayed to help them which encourages them to pray for boldness. And hopefully this will encourage us to pray for boldness. We've all experienced the power of prayer. We've all experienced God's power to whom we pray. Such a beautiful prayer. Such a, such, such a, a prayer, a lovely prayer to encourage us to, to get praying. And you see, when, when Paul, I mean, when um, Peter and John, when they return, they go to their friends, they, they tell them what happened, and when they had listened, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, with one accord, they cried out to our Father who is in heaven. That's what the Lord's Prayer taught us, how to pray. We pray to God our Father. We pray to our Sovereign Lord. And the reason why is Peter probably encouraged them and, and said to them, Guys, remember what Jesus told us, that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Remember, the Holy Spirit indwells us. We've received power. Not power to bully people and to manipulate people and to do things in our own strength, but power to, to pray, to wait patiently for God to, to come to our help. It's His fight. We are victorious in Jesus. He had the victory on the cross, not us. Their minds are set on the things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. The church today is very earthly minded. Let's see what we can do. Okay, let's sit down and we have a prayer meeting. Now let's plan. This is what we're going to do as we go out there and witness. They had no plan. They just knew of prayer. Is it because we don't trust God today anymore? We lack faith. Our faith is small that we don't pray like this. 
This church had nothing except for the Holy Spirit who was living in them. They had the power of God and that's who they leaned on in their prayer. And if you want to hear more about this, this, these verses, verses 23 to 28, you can listen to last week's sermon. But it's the beautiful verses 25 to 28. Is, is they knew their scripture. And, and when they were praying, like I said, yeah, in verses 24 to 28, they see the sovereign God is the God of creation. They see the sovereign God is the God of revelation. They see the sovereign God is the God of history. God controls everything. Nothing catches him by surprise. And they pray to God. This church is under threat. And they look to the sovereign God of the universe. They pray his word back to him. God's word strengthens them and encourages them to keep praying. And what amazes me is Peter and John and his friends, they prayed for what we all should be praying for today, and that's to continue to speak God's word with all boldness, to live out there, living the Christian life in God's word with all boldness. Their strength came from praying through the scriptures to the sovereign Lord. And they experienced the power of God to whom they prayed. They, they experienced the power of prayer. And this is what they did in, in our first thing, because they prayed to the sovereign God. Are you praying to our Father? Who do you pray to when you wake up in the morning? Who's your God? Is it the true living God? The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob? God our Father? And do you know him? Because you know Jesus. Jesus said, I'm the way and the truth and life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Do you believe that Jesus is your mediator? We should. And that should drive us to, to get down on our knees and pray to our sovereign God, the God of the universe, our Heavenly Father, and hallow His name. But as we come now to our second thing, which we want to look at in verses 29 to 31 of Acts chapter 4, the second thing we want to look at is they pray according to God's will. They don't just pray out prayers. They pray according to God's will. Because they want to experience the power of prayer. They want to experience the power of God to whom they pray to as well. And as we come to the end, we shall, hopefully this will encourage us to pray, to be bold witnesses. Because that's what they became. What they're really praying for in verses 29 to 31 is for, is for God's will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. We know that they, they have been commanded to be witnesses because when, if you go back to Luke chapter 24 and 
starting at verse 30, um, 45, Luke chapter 24, verse 45. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures that Jesus to the disciples and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. They knew what they were commanded to do. Aren't we supposed to be doing the same thing? Being faithful witnesses out there for, for Jesus? And that's why we need to pray for, for, for boldness as a faithful witness for Jesus. And this is why they, they start in verse 29. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. And now, Lord, look upon their threats. As if God didn't know what their threats were. But they're getting God's attention. Look upon their threats. Father, you know what's going on out there. You know what's going on in our country. Give us boldness to continue to live faithfully. Or if you're somewhere in Asia Minor, or you're somewhere where, they, where you've been persecuted, and you know every day, we, we don't have to go out that door and worry about persecution. I'm telling you, if we did, before we leave, I bet everybody here would say, Pastor, pray for us. Because we do not know if we're going to return next Sunday to church. If we were a persecuted country, a persecuted church. But we don't. We take things for granted. And they're praying for boldness, that they would continue. Not turn their back on Jesus and His calling and His commands. But they would continue to face the opposition. So they can win this race, run this race faithfully in honour of Jesus' Father. They don't pray for God to intervene and take away these people and, and take away their threats. They just say, Father, look upon their threats. But this is what we want to do for you. We want to continue being faithful, bold witnesses in your Son's name. Help us. Help us. These men were bold, Peter and John. How do we know that? If you look back at verse 13 of Acts chapter 4. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished. Even there they were bold before the Sadducees, before the council. They were not ashamed of their friend Jesus. They were willing to die for him. Yeah, these, these two uneducated, untrained men continue to be bold witnesses in the name of Jesus. And they are threatened. Let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. 
But Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And that does not come in their own strength. Who gives them the strength to say that and do it? The Holy Spirit who indwells them. Power came upon them when they received the Holy Spirit. We need to examine our hearts to ask ourselves this really hard question. Does the Holy Spirit indwell us? When we are out there, are we being faithful, bold witnesses in our workplace, in our streets, in our malls, in our homes, no matter where God has put us? I'm not saying you go into your workplace now and you start throwing the Bible around. No, when God gives you the opportunity and opens up that door for you to share His Word, do you embrace it and take it and run with it wholeheartedly? Or do you shy away? Oh, this is not the right place. See, their prayer is for them to continue to be bold witness. It's like renewed boldness to face their, their, their threats that are upon them. It's amazing, maybe I've got this wrong, but when I think of Elijah on Mount Carmel, he was a bold witness for God. And he was confident, he defeated the false prophets of Baal, 450. But then a threat came from Jezebel that she was going to take his life. Like what he did to one of those prophets. And what does he do? Does he pray for boldness and confidence to take on this threat? No, he does not. He runs and hides in the wilderness and asks God to take his life. Now why is this point so important? Because I think today, as Christian men and women, we take our walk with God for granted. We think our walk is just going to be climb, 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 climb. And we're going to grow spiritually, spiritually, spiritually. But it's not. It's up and down. We're up on a mountain, then we're down in the valley. We're up on a mountain, then we're down in the valley. Valley of death. And God knows our weaknesses. We are... We see Elijah. We, this is the beautiful thing about the Bible. It's an open book. We don't just see Elijah as a strong man and, oh, look at me and I know my God and I'm going to just wipe this lady out. No, we see that, that he has a weakness. That's why we need to be in prayer. We need to pray for boldness because one day we can be so bold for God and the next day we just run away from the opposition. We need, to, we need to run our race faithfully and we need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. But to do that, we need to be in prayer. We need, we need to come to prayer meetings and pray for one another. Don't we want to see each other finish our race faithfully? You know what the beautiful thing is? When we continue with John's letter next week, we're going to go back into prayer. And we're going to see the value of praying. That's amazing. 
that we spent four Sundays on prayer and now when we come to the end of 1 John chapter 5 verses 13 to the end one of the sections is on prayer and how valuable the prayer is to the Christian life Peter and John and his friends know one thing and that one thing is to run to God for help and pray for boldness to witness and to continue to speak in the name of Jesus into their world because they know that God's will is for people to be saved and how are people saved they need to they need to hear Jesus faith comes from hearing hearing the word of Christ because scripture says there is salvation in no one else for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved and this is what um, Paul is trying to tell the church of Rome. And he says here in um, 10, How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? Unless we go out there from today onwards and proclaim with boldness and be a bold witness for Jesus people are not going to hear faith comes from hearing hearing the word of Christ we are saved by hearing why do you think Jesus has sent them out because people need to hear if you were saved through dreams and visions and movies etc then we wouldn't have to go out and he wouldn't have sent them out. They had to go out and take God's word and witness these things of Jesus. His death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension, his life, his work, the work and person of Christ, the doctrine of Christ. And not in cleverness of speech, but in boldness. They had to be bold and just speak a simple word to the people, not confuse them. They, they didn't confuse the, the, the Jews. They told them the truth that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you. Well, this Jesus is the stone that, we, that was rejected by you, the builders which has become the cornerstone and there is salvation in no one else but for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved that is boldness throwing everything back at them in love letting them see how wrong they were how unfaithful they were we need to be bold witnesses for Jesus and in verse 31 of Acts it tells us that God was happy to hear their prayer and answer their prayer. Because James says, the effective prayers of a righteous man or woman can accomplish much. And they were praying for God's will to be done. Their prayers were according to God's will. God's will is for people to be saved. He wants people to, to be spirit-filled, word-filled. He wants people to do His will. He wants people to glorify and honour His name in this world. 
And after they prayed, and when they had prayed, this place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. This is not the second blessing. This has got nothing to do with the second blessing or the Spirit coming upon them. The Spirit didn't leave them one day and come back into them the next day. Once you receive God's Spirit, it remains in you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you, says the Lord. In the Old Testament, you read of the Holy Spirit leaving men. That's because the Holy Spirit came upon them for a certain function, like Saul to be a king, and then it left him. And then David, in his, in his, in his confession prayer, in Psalm 51, prays, Please, Father, do not take the Holy Spirit away from me. But God will never take His Spirit away from us if we are saved. He never and this is not meaning the Spirit comes upon them. One day it's there, one day it's not. No, it's like refreshing. They, they've been filled with the Spirit. They've been filled with boldness. Do you, do you know how we are filled with the Spirit? Read God's Word. Because we'll be filled with His Word. And we'll go out there and be bold witnesses for Jesus. That's why we need to be in the Scripture. So that, we, that our convictions can grow strong. Instead of keeping silent in this world, we'll become voices for the church, but do it in love. We're not there to go pick fights with this world, we're there just to go and sow the truth into the lives of people. It's truth against falsehood. These men and women prayed for boldness. That they would continue to speak God's word with all boldness. And when they prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And continued to speak the word of God with boldness. They continued to go out there. Walk by faith, not by sight. And continue to be a bold witness for Jesus. Speak about his crucifixion, his resurrection, his ascension. Speak about sin. The things that we told to speak about to our unsaved family, friends, strangers. Even our enemies. The Holy Spirit answered their prayer and encouraged them continue to speak the word of the gospel of Christ with boldness. Hopefully this will encourage us. Do, don't we witness the power of prayer in this prayer? Don't we witness the power of God to whom they pray to? God is real, guys. God is true. God, God loves us. He hears our prayers. He, he, he has so much love and compassion for us. But we somehow don't always believe that and want to trust God with what we're going through or what we need when we are going to face an opposition out there. God is faithful and He will always be faithful, a righteous, upright, blameless, just, holy God. He'll never change. I think the best meeting to be in, and, and I'm not saying this because I'm the pastor, is a prayer meeting. 
Because that's when we experience the power of God and the power of prayer and God to whom we pray. Now, no, no, I know not everybody can come to prayer meetings. Some people live far away and hopefully those people that live far away get together and pray. But we who live within two kilometer radius, we should come to prayer meeting and we should come and pray for one another. Doesn't mean we have to come every Sunday. Now you might think I'm contradicting myself. No, I want to encourage us to at least come and experience and see what prayer meeting is all about. Come in silence if you want to and pray in your heart. Come and hear someone pray for you to be encouraged. But I cannot force anybody to come to prayer meeting because you know what? Then you're going to come obligated to the pastor. Then you're going to come, oh, Marcus told me I must come, I must go. Then you're going to worship me. Then I'm going to force idolatry into your heart. The love of Christ should compel us to go to these meetings. The love of our neighbour should compel us to go to these meetings. No pastor should stand up here with a rod and force anybody to go to any meeting. Our walk with God and our relationship with God is not a burden. There's no burden. It all depends on your love for God and your love for man and your love for his church. Because there was the faithful man, Jesus Christ, who died who sacrificed himself, shed his blood to bring us to his Father so we would come together in his church, pray together and go out there and fight together and be bold witnesses. Let's pray. Father, forgive us. For we do not always, including me, live a bold witness for you. Forgive us, Father, but renew a fresh spirit in our hearts, Father. Renew a steadfast spirit in our hearts, Father. Turn our eyes from looking at vanity and revive us in your word so that we may be found bold witnesses for Jesus. Stir us up, Father, to, to become men and women of prayer. Father, if we are so worried about this country, we all should be found in prayer meetings, especially Christians, and praying for our country and, and praying for what goes on. We are commanded to pray for our government, for our president. We are commanded to pray, yet we disobey. Forgive us, Father. And I thank you for those that do pray. I thank you for those that pray privately and pray corporately. But we can all grow and mature in our prayer life. We never arrive. And give those that do pray the wisdom and the love and the gentleness to encourage those that do not pray to start praying more often than less. Father, thank you that you do hear our prayers. Thank you that you do take notice of everything that goes on in our lives. You're the all-known, all-powerful, all-seeing God. And thank you that you answer prayers and you give us things even when we don't pray at times as well, Father. But help us as a church, Robertson Reformed Community Church, to grow up, to be bold witnesses for Jesus. And may it all start by praying.
Father, yeah, we witness your children, your disciples, how they lifted up their voices to you and prayed to you for help and for you to give them the boldness to continue to speak the word of God with boldness into the lost world. Help us, Father. The world's greatest need is the gospel of Christ. Your word saves. We don't. So, Father, please forgive us. Be merciful to us and help us. Pray on us this all in Jesus' name. Amen.